Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Hi. Hi, how's it going, man? It's going great. Yeah? Yeah. Doing anything fun, interesting? You're doing cool? You're being cool? You're being good? Um, I know I've just been really busy today. I, uh... I've done so much cooking today. Like I, I'm doing that baking class mm-hmm. and I've never eaten so much cake in my life. I am <laughs> like, I, I like even like in the cookie section, we were like eating cookies and trying them and like Chase and I are both like, I can't eat another cookie. Yeah, that's it. That's the only stuff. What about you? What's new with you? Anything? Uh, yeah, you know, just a couple of things. Oh, you said you have a new exercise challenge you're doing this month. Oh yeah. So last month it was 50 squats every day. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't too bad, but this month I decided to do it my, like I picked an exercise to do 50 times and it was, um, sit-ups. So I'm doing okay. 50 sit-ups a day. That's a lot harder than squats. Gravity <laughs> helps with squats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm lifting up half my body weight essentially. Are you coming all the way up? I am. I'm coming all okay, the way up. Okay, you're doing up. a full sit-up instead of just a crunch. You're doing a full yeah, sit-up. Yeah, I'm doing okay, a full yeah. sit-up. And I've managed to eke out 50 for the last three days. Nice. Each day. I'm at 40 right now, but I have to do it like 10 or 20 spots. I can't do it all at, or even 30 is too much. And so I'm feeling it. Like, there are weird muscles that are very mad at me right now. <laughs> That's so funny. I, um... I started doing the Miracle Morning. I decided I was going to do the Miracle Morning for 30 days. I didn't do it this morning, so, but I'm going to do the set. Like, part of that is exercising and even just a little bit. And so I'm doing the seven minute workout, which is what the guy that founded it said he does, which is like there's an app or a video. I use the video on YouTube, and it's like, 30 seconds of jumping jacks and a 30 second wall sit then a 30 second of sit-ups and a 30 seconds of squats and 30 seconds of a plank then 30 seconds of god there's like there's like a bunch of things with Mm -hmm. like a short break in between and yeah i mean my butt hurts like my butt muscles yeah from from all the squats and lunges, because we have to do a lot of lunges. And then there's like a step up on a chair and like a step up and step down on a chair. And I'm just like, my butt hurts. It actually doesn't hurt too bad today, but I haven't yeah. done it yet today. I have to do it when we're done. Yeah. There's like because. one pinpoint on my butt that was like, that was like drilling into me. Oh. Like there's just one little, like this one little muscle. I've been doing all the work all this time. <laughs> yeah. So. Ugh. Otherwise, I'm not really seeing anything except for um, one of the things is reading, te- like reading a book, a nonfiction or self-help book. And I've had how to be an anti-racist sitting on my de- yeah. bedside table for six months and I haven't touched it. So I'm now 30 pages into it because I've been reading it every day. Yeah. Good so job. It's making me do that, which mm-hmm. is good. I've, like I said, I've eaten so much cake. Chase made fun of me because the cake is small. It's a six-inch cake, but it's three layers. I ate over half of it by myself. <laughs> um, the original one, I'll send you pictures of it. It's beautiful. But Chase is like, did you eat all of that? I was like, yeah. I guess, like, I'm sitting at home working, and I have nothing to do. So I cannot control my eating when I'm at home. I just eat junk. So, like, on Thursday, he came home, and I was like, I'm in a crappy mood, and I feel crummy because I didn't eat very well today because, to be honest, all I ate was cake, and then after I ate cake, I would go and eat, like, two pieces of ham because I needed the saltiness to help cut the uh, sweetness of the cake, and I was like, also, it's a little bit of protein, so, and that's basically all I ate on repeat all day was a piece of cake, and then... Two slices of it. <laughs> I'm so not a grown-up. <laughs> That's what we get to do when we're grown-ups, though. Yeah, yeah. At least we That's understand exactly the consequences. exactly what we get to do. Well, it's my fault for eating, like, shit that day that I felt crummy. Mm. Uh, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? I'm drinking that 
God, why can't I ever remember the... Birds again? Yeah. You made it? I did. I made it. Nice. I didn't have any rose water. Is it a big difference without the rose water? I added... So I I Googled what I could replace it with, and it said vanilla extract. Okay. They're very different things, but I bet that's tasty. I didn't really taste it. It's very limey. Okay. But I put how much lime they wanted me to put in it. Like, I measured it out, so... Okay. Did you use fresh lime, or did you use, like, okay... Fresh lime. Yeah. That's very... I've cut... I've added a little bit more white wine in it to to cut the lime a little bit. So, um, yeah. I'm going to put that recipe on a card for... You should do... Yeah. You should do that. Yeah. The one I just put out was... Shit, what was it? What did, I just I just put it up the, yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, was it that um, watermelon one? I think it might have been. It might have been the watermelon one. I'm going to look right now. It's warm in my office for some odd reason. Oh, no, no, it wasn't the watermelon one. It, oh, it was the mint. It was the mint tea with gin, the frozen one. Oh, I should have That I was so that. excited about. Yeah. Yeah, so I put that one up on Patreon for our uh, listeners. But yeah, I get the watermelon one, and I think I get this one in sometime this summer because mm-hmm. it's such a summer drink. <laughs> You're using my. Uh, I, am. my <laughs> I don't throw anything out. I'm using your open house. <laughs> um, oh, I am drinking a. What was it? Oh, it's a pineapple dark and stormy. Ooh. Yeah, so it's basically just a dark and stormy, but instead of. A lot of lime juice, you use pineapple, and then has a splash of lime, which I missed in the recipe, so I didn't have lime, so I just put some lemon in. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's very drinkable. Like, mm-hmm. it's also one of the ones that is really strong. This is has three ounces of black rum in it. Oh, yeah. It's like, the, like that hurricane I drank where it was like equal parts black rum, uh, p- passion fruit, and lemon, this yeah. is equal parts black rum, pineapple, and um, and ginger beer. Yeah. But I didn't make it in a jar this time because I couldn't. I think the jar's in the fridge. It was something in it. I was going to make it in a jar just because I know you love it when I bring drinks that are giant yeah. and are in a yeah, whole, like, like <laughs> they're like five ounces of booze <laughs> and in a... <laughs> <laughs> in a like a spaghetti sauce jar, <laughs> but I didn't do that today because I could not find my spaghetti sauce jar. Yeah, that that like that prompted a memory in my head when we went to that tapas place. Yeah, what was it called? Barracuda, Barcelona. <laughs> oh, okay. Barcelona, definitely not Barracuda. Um, and the and the guy would come and make the drink drinks at, at the, table? the table, and they were really complicated drinks. That poor guy. And they guy. took like ten minutes to make, and they'd be and that's a very very busy place. It was, and he was right in the way. <laughs> right he blocked the way. No one could walk around him. <laughs> we're like, we're not gonna order that drink because we, we saw him struggle with the table yeah. next door to us, and we're like, we, no, we're not gonna do that to him. <laughs> we thought about, it, and then the six girls in the other table, were like, oh yeah, and they're like filming it for Instagram and TikTok, which I get. Yeah. But the thing is, they were like gin and tonics at your table, but they were complex gin and yeah. tonics. He was like lighting shit on fire. He was like, it was ridiculous. And this poor guy, and we were like, he hasn't been here. We sat there for like 10 minutes. He hadn't come yet. And then he came. He's so sorry about the wait. And then we saw him have to make those drinks for the other table. We're like, no wonder. I get it. I understand why it took you yeah. 10 minutes to get yeah. to our table. We're not even mad yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> <laughs> Really, let's be honest, that is poor planning by the, the restaurant. <laughs> oh, my what, God. What were they thinking? Those, those... He had a whole, whole bar cart he had to wheel yes, over for it. To, <laughs> he had to bring his own counter with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But I did, I did really like that, that place, yeah. Barracuda. Barracuda. <laughs> I'm empty. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Smart. For the sake of efficiency. Smart. I like it. Yeah, Everyone, she just walked in with a thermos full of her drink so she can refill her glass as needed. Yeah. She, she's so full she can't put the lid on all the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said I was trying not to get too drunk today, but... 
Okay, well, we have a guest coming on. So yeah, do we want to start our questions to maybe knock them all out before she joins? Let's do this, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me open my questions. Okay. Um, okay, so we got okay. our first question, and I get to read it, right? Yes. Woo, woo, woo. I remember laughing at your sign-off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, plus, it's... It starts with the same first letter, so it's... Yeah, yeah. it's good alliteration. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it makes me think of, what it reminded me of after um, after you read the question. Okay, okay, here we go. My boyfriend is upset because I wouldn't give him oral one night. The past three days, we have had sex about nine times. Holy cow. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Two, sometimes three times a day. That's what you'd have to have sex in order to have it nine times in three days. It's a math problem. <laughs> I'm just thinking about middle school, fifth grade. Okay, let's say you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, after we had sex for a second time, he asked me if I could give him head. I told him later. So we're about to go to sleep, and I told him I was tired, and he, he asked for head, and I said maybe I'd do it for him tomorrow. He didn't talk to me at all f- for the rest of the night. So I asked him if he was okay, and he responded with, no, I have every right to be upset with you because you told me you'd do something and then didn't do it. That's wrong. <laughs> then... <laughs> You can tell whose side I'm on, by the way I read that. (laughs) Then, throughout the rest of the night, he was getting up to go outside to have a smoke and sighing perpetually. I eventually went to sleep. It's now 9.30 a.m., and he still isn't talking to me. Signed, failed to fallate. Yay! Yay! What a good sign-off. So, what it made me think of is when I was like 11, maybe 12. Do you remember the show Boston Public? Oh, yeah. I was watching Bo- Boston Public uh, with at my aunt and uncle's house, and one of the teachers said something about... Was I? Yeah, no, I probably was 12, because I remember reading the book in eighth grade. That, that's why I knew what the word meant. <laughs> Where, um... So maybe 13. Whatever. Doesn't matter. And... <laughs> One of the teachers said, the girls are giving fellatio underneath the bleachers. And I was like, ew, that's gross. And my aunt was like, do you even know what that means? I go, yeah, it's a blowjob. And she was like, apparently you do know what that means. Like, (laughs) oh, no, even better, even better fellatio story. (sighs) My friend's mom Mm -hmm. doesn't know what the word didn't or doesn't know what the word. I don't know. She probably does at this point in time. She told me the story 10 years ago. She didn't know what the word meant. She just thought it was pretty. Oh, no. And so she, like, what? I think she, like, put it on a sign or something. Like, she made a sign with it. She thought it was, like, in a pretty Italian word. <laughs> she wanted to put it up in her house. Flowers by fillet. <laughs> and they were like, Mom, no, you can't. And they, none of them were, like, felt like they could tell their mom what it meant. Eat, laugh, love, fillet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, girl, throw out this whole man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we I, have a question on deck. Yeah, no, I feel like I've really, like, it's so funny because I keep feeling like every time I'm like, I'm not normally like this, but get rid of the whole man, throw the whole man yeah. out. And now I'm like, maybe I just am like that because uh-huh. I feel like I've answered that for at least four of the last five boyfriend questions. Yeah, I, I get the feeling, and this could be wrong, but they might be just young and inexperienced and not really know. Like, they can kind of stumble their way through They're these boundaries. They're old enough to live together. That's true. It's not like they're, like, 15 and 16 well, or something you know, like that. People are living together at, at, yeah, I mean, 18, 19, 20, 21. So, that's tr- just, I know. I agree with you. Uh, I did get the feeling they were kind of young. Yeah. Um, But, like, he needs to learn that physical body he doesn't have any right to her physical body right at any point she can say no at any point he doesn't 100%. have any right to her physical body 100 and she doesn't to his like you sometimes you're just not feeling it and dude you don't have to I do mean, it maybe sometimes you're worn out because you've had sex nine times in the last three days yeah uh-huh. which is a lot and who 
Uh, who who wants to suck a dick when you're not horny? Like, right? maybe she's sated. She's done. Yes. Who wants yeah. to do that when she's not feeling it? Maybe. God. Maybe he needs to take a shower first. No, I'm just kidding. God. That's so gross. <laughs> I hope they so took gross. lots of showers during that period. I agree. Ew. Uh, ew. Ew. <laughs> I was going to say, can you imagine and I don't want to. I don't know. No. No. Oh. No. Girl, look, you don't have to give your boyfriend blowjobs jo- at any time. Like, I have plenty of friends that don't give blowjobs at all. I mm-hmm. don't get that. But mm-hmm. hey, it's their personal choice and the men they're with are fine with it. Or they only do birthday blowjobs. Stupid. So I did a poll and like, I asked like five of my friends and like none of them get blowjobs. And I was like shocked that, uh, that there were so many yeah. people that I knew that. That it was just so not that that about them, but like I just thought it was a normal like pretty much everyone gave them, yeah, and did that, and then I was like, what? There are so many people that don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't quite. You know, I don't really quite understand that. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. What, I mean, hey, you do what you what makes you happy. Exactly. What you like exactly. to do. I'm not saying mm-hmm. if you don't like giving blowjobs, don't give blowjobs. Especially Find don't give blowjobs okay when you don't want to give a blowjob. 100%. Like, right? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, so I think that they can kind of, I don't know, I think she can kind of start to teach him about boundaries. Because the way he responded was very childish. It like, was super Mom, childish. Mom, you said that we'd get stopped for ice cream, and we and didn't, we did and it. you lied. And it's, I'm sorry, a blowjob isn't ice cream, all right? <laughs> Everyone enjoys ice cream. <laughs> Unless you're lactose intolerant, and then you have to get very specific ice cream. But you still probably enjoy what you can get. For a minute, and then the next hour, you're not so enjoyed by it. I, I was clinking, and then I was like, I'm taking my straw, and then you were clinking. So yeah. we're clinkers today. We're clinkers. Anyway, girl, you're right. You don't, you can see if he is reasonable and will listen to conversations about this. I kind of feel like he won't because he's not talking to her and it's been 12 hours at least. Uh, yeah. What a stupid uh, thing to get upset about. If you want to do, like, if you, got, sir, if you are not satisfied after nine rounds in three days, you can go wank it yourself. Like, fuck off, dude. Mm-hmm. Your poor girl is worn out. She is worn out. Mm-hmm. Let her sleep. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily throw him out just yet. Maybe have a conversation with him. I mean, yeah. You're always so much nicer about this than I am. I can't. Like he's young. He can still I, learn. And I'm like, don't waste your time teaching. Get the fuck out. He, well, it's not. I, uh, I, I want to say it's not abusive, but it's just one example. Like, this might be a red flag if it was in the middle of other red flags. Yeah, they didn't, I mean, they didn't mention anything else. Yeah. It could, just, it could be a miscommunication this yeah, one time. Yeah, and he could just be a little childish about it. And maybe he's, you know, hormonal. And so he's, you know, when I'm, like, hungry and hangry, I I do throw little temp- temper tantrums sometimes. Same. You know what? You're right. I do that, too. So he might be regretting this temper tantrum. So I don't know. I think it's worth a conversation. everyone it's Kim I just wanted to tell you about my favorite straws that I use almost every single time I'm drinking they're Surfside Sips and they are made out of glass so they are reusable I don't have to worry about throwing extra plastic into the garbage and into the water system they're made with the same type of glass that's used to make Pyrex so they're really durable and I can throw them in my dishwasher to wash them they're great my personal favorite is the straw Hulu, straw Thulu. I still haven't learned how to say it, but whatever. It looks like an octopus tentacle coming out of my drink. It is so cool. They have lots of customization options, so you can add things like a little ladybug or a gecko or even a pride flag for pride month coming up. So it's really cool. They're family owned. They ship sustainably and they're just a really cool company to support. So if you want to check them out, you can find them at surfsidesips.com. And if you use our coupon code, inebriated input, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Hi, Michael. How are you, hen? I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. 
Good, good. No. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Yes. I sit by the How are you, Jen? Nice Just to my friend, Jen. Nice to meet you, Michael. <laughs> I'm disappointed I didn't get to meet you live and in person yeah, the other day. Yeah, I was there for like four days. Like, you should have made it. <laughs> I know. Really should have. She was like, it I was have weird. two things. I know. I got. Uh, it was weird because I had multiple invites, and I'm finding... It a little overwhelming to have everything coming at me again, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm doing what's easy and uh, tapping in where I can. Actually, now that I think about it, I had three things that night. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so Even I understand. Last night we went to a baseball game. So many, so many people. <laughs> so many people. Um, and I love people and I love people watching. And so I just went into that place, but I mean, I don't even like baseball anyway. So I just watched yeah. people, but it was a lot. Speaking of baseball stadiums, I have fortune Feimster. I Femster. I don't remember. I, she's a comedian. Fortune, yeah, I know fortune. Right? I mean, I don't know her, but I yeah, know who yeah. you're talking you about. Don't, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? She's coming to Lansing. For, oh, cool. To our lo- to our local baseball stadium to oh, do okay. a, a, a comedian. She's hilarious. I love From her. The, to the Lugnut Stadium. Yeah, the Lugnut yes. Stadium, which is now Jackson Stadium, even though we're in Lansing. I don't. I don't know. Wait, they changed the name of it. They've changed the name of it like three times. How dare they? I know. They we got that's terrible marketing. That's terrible. <laughs> you can't change it over and over again. I have a question. Uh, yes. What if I have to pee? Oh, then just say, I'm going to go pee and go and leave, because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, we okay. frequently go pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> part of it is nerves, and part of it is because I've been drinking. So, Jennifer, I know Michael because she was in 9 to 5 with me. She played Roz, so that's the hilarious story I wanted to tell you about. Okay, yeah. The one time there was a show where... <laughs> like, I'm like, which story? <laughs> where she had a wig she was wearing, and oh, yeah. we were doing this song called Heart to Heart, and the wig kept falling off in the middle of the song she was singing. Like, we were like backup vocals and dancers. It's her song and her wig kept falling off and she one like handled time I didn't it. Pin it. What was that? One time I didn't pin it. The one time. <laughs> so it was your fault. <laughs> it was. It felt secure. So I was like, did I pin it? Feels good. Shook my head. It's on. And then it went out there. Not so fell much. off like three times. She handled it so gracefully because it was already a comedic song. And then this just added this level of like it was. And we're like dancing and not able to see. And we don't know why people are <laughs> laughing their asses off like more than usual. Oh, I and didn't then we know. I even knew what was happening. <laughs> and it's just like she's like putting it back on and then she's like okay it's good and she goes again and then it like flops off again like three times in the song and then my favorite part was at the bows at the end she brought it out separately and like I'm held so it bad. and everyone was like yes <laughs> so she gave her, it, was, it was so good well I have to say as a stage manager I loathe wigs because they they are a character in in of themselves you know that's right. what happens every freaking time it's gonna happen it's either gonna start slipping off that dude's head you know and so she had to have her own bow because i knew <laughs> I she deserved it. it yeah and she was always on pitch she too. Come she there. Yeah. Know it, yeah. she was <laughs> on pitch her comedic timing was <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh the improv that came out of that was something else <laughs> And then it I went backstage so and was like dry heaving profusely. <laughs> <laughs> I would dry heave after that song every time. Really? And dry heave? Yes. But it was like really bad at that point. And oh, I had no. to get it together because I had to go, I, I, I like immediately had a scene. Oh, sorry about the alarm. No, no, you're fine. I immediately had a scene. So it's, it's, together. it's amazing how much anxiety actors have. It's am- I mean, you think you're going to put yourself through that kind of hell and you have that kind of anxiety, but really yeah. you just, you know, you end up loving it. You think it. those like, people it, must it be It must really be something confident. you love in order to put yourself through that kind of hell. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a, a level of confidence that, that I think actors have in themselves, but I think also it's just, it's more about the craft 
and our love for that that makes us oh yeah do no it. the confidence yes. is fake the confidence yeah. isn't real the it's, whole reason acting, i got into really. it was because it's it scared acting. me every time i'd see a show i would cry mm-hmm. every time and not even on sad shows and so i realized like i was like why am i crying it's because i love it i love it i love it and so then um i realized that i couldn't it was also fear so i was afraid to do it so that was the other reason i would cry because i wanted it so bad but i was afraid to do it and um i'm a christian and there's a verse in the bible that says god doesn't give us the spirit of fear and i was like so if it's not like a if like to me like if it's from god then it's him saying hey let's not do that you know uh, yeah like sometimes your gut your instincts telling you things right, right? someone's about to eat case, you you should run there's yeah. no reason like there's no life and death reason to be afraid right so that's not a god thing that's not a warning from the universe or god or whatever you want to say that is something keeping me unnecessarily from what i could be doing right mm-hmm. So from then on, I was like, if I'm afraid, I'm doing it. And yes. so I dry heave. <laughs> I, saw I had no idea. I had no idea you were that, like, nervous or anxious. You never showed it. It never, oh my God. like, I never saw Thank it. Thank you. Thanks. Well, good. Woo-woo. That's what <laughs> actors do. We fake it. We fake it. Do That's we make it? it? That's all it is. <laughs> on topic, but sidelined. Mm-hmm. I recently had a very vivid dream, and I, I have these anxiety dreams where you, you have to be Ooh, in a play, and you don't oh, have yes. to script, and you don't yes. have the lines. But my most recent dream like that was I show up, and of course I don't have the script, but the stage manager looks at me and she's like, it's okay, there's no script, we're, we're going to improv this whole fucking thing. <laughs> In front of middle school students. Like, oh, <laughs> I, was like I did that last night, girl. I'm, I'm not there. She's like, it was a nightmare, nightmare but also me. like, hey, fuck it. It's like, nightmare, but also I did that last night, yeah. so never mind. <laughs> oh, wow. That's courageous. Seriously. Middle schoolers are terrifying. Those are terrifying little shit. Fuck it. You're going to do it. We're just going to improv the fuck like, out of it. You know, they're still young enough that they're going to just say super truths to you <laughs> but uh, yes. they got really, really bored with ones. it is what i got Old from my that dream you're like, hey 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 i might hit you <laughs> you know like they get uh e, uh yeah don't like middle scores <laughs> i've often ended up working with middle schoolers in oh. theater actually which is like why do y'all keep putting me in this position <laughs> I don't like them. They don't like me. Actually, they do end up liking me, and I sort of like them, but they're just horrible creatures. <laughs> I did a, I took a Shakespeare summer camp with a, a bunch of middle schoolers, and it was hell and amazing and terrifying because <laughs> I felt so like out of place. Like they all must have hated me, but then like half of them loved me, and then yes. they all like probably yes. made fun of my clothes. And like, why did you wear that? Why did you say it, it was a very interesting experience? Of course, they had all the crushes. They were all crushing on everybody else. So that's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. hormones going on. It was, and that's uncomfortable too. Like, how do yeah. you deal with that? Is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and just knowing how a middle school boy operates. Like, obviously. <laughs> but what you just said right there, amazing and hell at the same time, parenting. Yeah. It's yes. what kids pull out in you. Hell and heaven at the same time. Like, they're so <laughs> cool and so terrifying. And it's the hardest thing and it's the coolest thing ever. That's just mm-hmm. kids. Michael, so Michael, agrees. Oh, yeah. Michael just is in the process of, or have you finished it yet? You're writing a parenting book. I wrote it. It is in the publishing process. So I have an awesome. editor. In fact, I was working on that most of the day today, um, going through the edits because I, I approve or disapprove the, obviously right. the grammatter. Grammatter? Grammatical grammatical corrections, I'm like, yes, 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 because I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to that. But the, um, you know, the artistic stuff, I have a little more say 
yeah over and um but so like and the title is one of them so i or my original title was not an expert at uh, parenting advice from a real mom and um <clears throat> Because I'm not like, a, I don't have a child development degree or child psychology degree or anything like that in a sense to be an expert or professional. There are no professional parents. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be paid to be considered a professional. <laughs> and for some weird reason, no one pays you to be a parent. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So where was I going with that? So anyways, they didn't like that because they're like, but you are a professional. You are an expert on this. I'm like, hmm. I mean, I have two good kids, but there's all kinds of circumstances, right, that create that um, perfect environment, and I understand that. Um, but a big part of it is how I handled parenting. Anywho, the new suggestion was, is it bedtime yet? Uh, parent, pro tips, pro parenting tips for the rank amateur. Ooh, I like that, Akana. Do yeah. you? I do, okay. I do. I, they shot down uh, Try Not to Raise an Asshole. And, oh, no, I love oh that. Oh, my gosh, I love that one, no, too. No, come on. Yeah. That's the best. It's kind of been used, apparently. Oh, and, okay. And then they were worried about oh, losing okay. some of the yeah, demographic. Oh, okay, you can't use something that's been used. But the other one was Never Shake a Baby. Oh, yeah. Also <laughs> I good one. That, my, yeah. I thought that was a good title. So are those the names? You didn't have any more titles? I just, I, I feel like there's a lot of... <laughs> Yeah, room no, for joy on, on the title front. I, I name things for our podcast, so I'm, I'm thinking right well, now. Well, and my thing with it like too not is how, not how to not raise a bitch ass punk or something like. That. <laughs> yeah, how not to raise a punk ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, the biggest compliment that I have gotten about my writing is that it's honest. And that's super important to me. So I'm like, yeah. this is authentic. And they say it's honest and you can really, your voice, your tone comes across. Mm -hmm. Your voice comes across. So I'm struggling with the title because I don't hear my voice in that title. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of and academic. And I get that they it's want little... it to be, I get that they want it to be Accessible. Uh, more like positive and, oh, let's get your book because she's an expert. But I am not an expert. There's mm -hmm. no such thing. We are not, there's no such thing as an expert parent. There's too right. many, um, what is it, possibilities. That... Yeah, too many variables. Too many variables, thank you, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, to why you can parent well or not. I just uh, have been repeatedly asked to and have been asked advice. In fact, the week that I finally was like, I'm writing this book. I had three different parents call and ask me for advice on parenting and their kids ranged in age. And I was like, you know what? Maybe people are right. Maybe I should write a book about this. And so I remember kinda... you were like, should I do it? And everyone was like, yes, on Facebook, like do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, am I nuts? Like, cause it does feel very arrogant. Right, yeah. <laughs> I get that, I get that. Let me tell you how to do this, everybody. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, and that's the thing. That's why I want it to be clear. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I took advice from lots of different people, professionals and other parents, and I figured it out, you know, and and they have turned out pretty exceptional. How old are they? 19 and uh, soon to be 17. Oh, okay. So you pretty much know, have an idea of how they're going to turn out. Because they're not like 13. You're like, this is an awesome you kid. Know? You're like, they've gotten and through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not four. I'm like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And then they're um, like 18 <laughs> dealing with drugs. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they're uh, and really they say uh, by the time your kids are 15, they're kind of cooked. They're yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can they be influenced? Absolutely. But your influence as a parent and even outside influence is just less and less by the time they're 15. So I um, feel like we're kind of there. There's still stuff. I mean, and I've had older parents tell me this all the time. Oh, you, the parenting never ends kind of thing. And there's still some things where, you know, with my oldest in particular, where I'm like, 
hey, baby, what's going on here? Let's talk about this, you know, and just kind of gently steer him and nudge him. And But ultimately, right now, his decisions are his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The consequences are fully his, which I've always tried to make the consequences of their choices fully theirs, which is what a lot of the book is about. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's yeah. great. Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. So we've got a question for you, which we actually forgot to ask our last guest, is Uh-oh. what what overall advice, because this is an advice podcast, what yeah. overall advice would you give? What's your, like, mantra or what's... Regarding what? Anything. Life? Anything. <laughs> Writing a book. Like life. Or, or being a parent. Being a parent, yeah. Or being a stage manager. Drinking alcohol, I don't know. Yes, anything. <laughs> Oh, um, my overall advice, that just feels so weighty. Okay. But this is that we're timing you right now too. Yeah. Oh shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, um, back to authenticity, that's been the biggest, uh, thing for me. I, I, um, actually have struggled a lot with people who aren't. Um, in theater, Kim, you'll know, like you do a show and that you become so close to this cast of people that you've been working with for months. Instant family. And, yeah. And you're like literally laying your insides out all over a stage with these people. It's very bloody. Mm-hmm. And then a show ends and it's like, love you, love you. Uh, but when do you ever see them again? Not until you do another show together. Nobody really gets together in the behind the scenes part of your life. Right. So when I first started doing theater, I was in my thirties and that was really, uh, disturbing, I guess for me, or maybe not so much disturbing, but new, a new concept. And, um, I didn't realize and not to be like, oh, I'm so real and authentic, everyone. But I didn't realize everyone uh, doesn't, not everyone's going to respond to life and to things and to people the way that I do. And that's something I've really had to um, become okay with, um, not just with theater people, because it's not like theater people aren't genuine. Oh my God, actually, quite the opposite. You know, I mean, when you think about it, we're incredibly genuine people, but uh, that opens you to a lot of uh, pain as well. And so you have to put up those guards really quick, I think, is maybe why that happens. But um, so authenticity is huge for me. And I guess I would say in in life, in my faith, um, in uh, politics, in just everything, like, I, I just don't have time for bullshit. I don't have time for bullshit people. I don't have time for um, any of that. So in my parenting, it's been about, this is a real person. This isn't a baby or a child mm-hmm. who I attend to at this stage in their life. They are a person who needs to become an adult person that is functional. And so I... I, not that you treat them as an adult, but you treat them real. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so that's yeah. like been the biggest, I guess. So my advice in everything in life is that is is find the authentic part of the situation. Find the authentic you. Oh, which is so hard because it's ever changing, ever changing mm-hmm. who we are. And if it's not, there's something wrong. Yeah. And we're told to put wear masks all the time. Yes. Right. We're told to uh. we're, we're told to wear these masks or be this kind of person or you have to be this kind of smart Fan. and this kind of helpful and this. And it's it is hard to kind of dive it down into your authentic self and be OK with being your authentic self. Right. We fear well, being a, called a Karen or um, a courtesy, too, that has to happen because where you have to be real, you know, uh, truth and, and reality can be very brutal. So it's a it's a line, you know, that you're dancing around of being honest and true in who you are with also um, 
I guess, social appropriateness or whatever. Um, it, you know, I mean, that's just reality of life. But, yeah. but yeah, there's, because like the fake it till you make it thing used to really right. bug me um, because I think um, that was kind of misconstrued to mean fake it through your whole life and in every situation. And it's really about like, Fake it through that job interview. Fake it through um, the wedding uh, as a guest or whatever. Not, not the bride and <laughs> Hopefully groom. Hopefully not like as the bride or groom. Please, Don't fake please it through the wedding as a bride, bride and groom. Not the <laughs> advice. No. But you know what I mean? Just like yes. it through these social situations, yes. hide your wackadoodle shit until you get through it. And then be you at home and with your people. And it's super important to have those people where you can just go blah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I Agreed. feel like I go blah all over a lot of people. <laughs> That's what if she you said. can only hear that and can't see that, it's a little bit like a motorboat thing, but yeah. without <laughs> the inappropriateness. <laughs> so um, the other question I have for you is what are you drinking? Oh yeah, what are you drinking right now? I am drinking uh, Stag's Leap Voynier, uh Vintage 2019. Fancy. Um, yeah, and I have been drinking it Two years. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say. Well, we got a couple of questions. Do you want to start with those? Yeah, are you ready? Yes, or end with those, I guess? Right. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. And maybe after this one, we'll take a pee break, because I now have to pee. Yeah. Okay. Oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, here it goes. I, 15 years old, saw how my parents were struggling to earn money in quarantine. So I tried to help by looking for teenage jobs. Then I discovered how difficult it is, and now I'm getting anxiety. First of all, I had never felt insecure about my life. I'm not proud or narcissistic, but I do believe that I am at least capable of providing for myself the necessities of living. But since I discovered how hard it really is to live and earn money, and saw how much it took a toll on my parents, I've been feeling anxious and also been doubting myself. I think, what if I'm not as great as I think I am, and that I'm not good or able enough to support myself out in the world? Before quarantine, whenever the idea hit me, I always shrugged it off and thought, I'll figure it out when the time comes. Plus, it just didn't seem so challenging to me. But now that I actually tried doing it, I realized that I'm clueless about independent living. I don't even know how to make a good resume, and I don't know the technical processes, processes, process, whatever, of applying for different sorts of jobs. I realized how stuck up I was and how secure I felt because my parents at present are there to support me. But I imagined how I would do when they die or when it's finally time to move out. I do believe that I'm capable of certain things. I'm not entirely stupid. But irrationally, I fear that my skills aren't enough. Signed, Early Onset Imposter Syndrome. Oh my gosh, the starling. <laughs> no, right? Yes, I know. It breaks my heart a little. In there, the poor thing. Uh, my goodness. So how do y'all do this? Do you each take turns? Are you you go, go first. We, we talk over each other all the time. So That's true. Constantly. Perfect. Perfect. So, we yes. did video to try to stop from talking over each other. It really hasn't helped. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah. My 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 initial thought is that darling, you are in a wonderful place right now. This is a good place to be and sometimes good places feel uncomfortable. Yes. But um uh oh gosh. I do remember the feelings of financial um instability or you know, the anxiety that comes from, from that and Lordy, yes, I do. And, and it especially sucks when you're a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a 15 year old, like being on the brink of stepping out on your own and stuff, I can, I, I totally get this and, and, and relate. 
the the thing is the the part I'm most concerned about is not the financial insecurity actually, but the anxiety part of it. And when we're anxious, um, we're so worried about the future, and um, and that's clearly what she's concerned about, or he, uh, this person is concerned about. What am I going to do as an adult to to have this stability that I have known and appreciated? Um, and so, what's to to thwart anxiety? We have to come back to the present and be where we are. So, as a 15-year-old, what can you do now? to keep yourself, to keep that financial stability in the future, right? This is tricky. So the main thing that a young person can do for their financial future, financial stability in the future is school. Mm -hmm. You gotta keep Mm -hmm. being a good student and stay in school. Does that guarantee financial stability? No, there's so much about the future we don't know. Like what are the politics and economics of the future going to be? We have no clue. So whatever about that, what you do know is that your chances of surviving whatever the future is are so much better if you're well-educated. So Mm -hmm. do continue to stay in school and work on school. And job experience is excellent. I I started working when I was 11. I was uh, babysitting. Which I can't think of an eleven-year-old today. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had this moment like, what? And then I realized I babysat at twelve too. It's the same thing. I, but like, I, did. I, don't, yeah. I didn't think of it as a job so much at that age, or like thinking back. But you're like, I started working at eleven. I was like, what? Yeah, but yeah, girl, the eighties and nineties were a different time. We were left yes. alone all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm eleven, babysitting an infant and two toddlers. Yes, I did that too. One hundred percent. What the hell? <laughs> my but, mom made me wait for twelve. I think in my state, the, the law was you had to be twelve. That's what the Girl so, Scouts said. Oh yeah, so oh, I was twelve, okay. and I went through a whole first aid yeah, and CPR too. class mm-hmm. before I could babysit. So my son did that. I did not. I didn't do any of that shit. I just was like, "Give me your babies," and started <laughs> babysitting when I was eleven, which is a great uh, way to earn money when you're young. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard to get a job if you're not sixteen. Yeah. Like, they yes. want you to be able to drive. Yeah, and then my brother, he was mowing lawns and weed eating and. Uh, he was doing lawn care yeah. in Houston in the summer. My Oof. God. But yeah. Hot. And he uh, banked. Because who the hell wants to do their own lawn <laughs> in Houston in the summer when you could have this little kid come up and do it? Fair <laughs> enough. $40. So. Um, that's pretty good in, so, yeah. in like the 90s. Like that's pretty yeah, good was, money in the 90s. It was, it was decent. It was I feel like I would still 80s. mow a lot, someone's lawn for forty dollars. Uh, mow yeah, someone's lawn totally for forty dollars. Yeah, I would totally. I pay like China. twenty for my lawn. You know, anyway, <laughs> but my my brother, I remember one Christmas, he got me a, I want to call it a fluffle, fluffy, fluffle puppy. I don't know. It was like the all the rage, not pound puppy, puppy but poo? it was a not different dog puppy. that had like yarn hair and it was really fluffy. And it was spendy, and he bought it himself with his lawn mowing money. Hell yeah! My brother loved me. <laughs> he also like made me eat his boogers, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what siblings do. But when he started earning his own money, oh my god, Camry, okay? No, <laughs> like, like, I like, like the weirdest what? reaction to that. The weirdest. <laughs> I must have missed <laughs> it. What did what did he do? Dry heaving. He made he her eat his boogers. boogers. Oh yeah. Not all of them, just on occasion. I had two twin brothers. They never made me eat their boogers. <laughs> Were they younger or older? Older. They're older. Yeah, no, no booger eating smelling, in my household. No feet smelling or sitting on your head while they fart? None of that? Oh, uh, there might have been some farting, but that's about it. Come on, y'all. They did try to leave it behind all the time, which was very annoying. Oh. But let's refocus. Okay. Yes. He worked really hard mowing lawns and weed eating, and he bought me that dog for Christmas. Yeah. What? That is he definitely went... something you can do as a 15-year-old is, like, start yeah. your own lawn care business. That is one of the, like, quintessential 
childhood jobs mm-hmm. you can or do. Or pet care. Take care of someone's pets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pet, pet sitting. Care. Perfect. Pets. Yeah. God, house I'm sitting. looking for a pet sitter right now. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I just I found one. I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm, we're going to Yellowstone at the end of the month and I still have not lined up a dog sitter. <laughs> oh no. Looking. Yeah, no. I, I just, one thing I want to say to this 15-year-old writer is that um, it's harder to get a job at the age of 15 than it is at 16. Like Michael said, you, have a, you can get a driver's license. And I feel like a lot of places have like laws that govern. And I feel like 16 years is that age where it's more appropriate and acceptable for you to get a job. So you're having that age issue, but also you... Not to make, not to be in your anxiety, but you never feel like you know what you're doing. I still don't feel like I know what I'm <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah. I bought a house last year. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, oh my I'm God. just terrifying, paying right? my All bills when I can. I'm like, what yeah, are they saying I mean, to me? <laughs> Kimberly's eating that's, cake all day life. long. Like, she doesn't I know what she's doing. I ate cake all day long the other day. I'm 34 years old and I ate cake all day long and slices of ham to balance mm-hmm. it. Okay? That is who I yeah. am as, an, yeah. as a person. Yeah. Michael you're is giving me a very it. skeptical look. <laughs> no, you're living the, the high the life. life. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She makes the cake yes. and then she eats the cake. Like, what? Yes. So it's just, you know, you, you people that look like they know what they're doing is, as we talked about it earlier, the faking it to the making it. There are sometimes when it works and sometimes yes. when it doesn't. Looking like you know what you're doing mm-hmm. is one of the times it works. Yeah. Um, you just, everyone I feel like is just muddling through life and they are dealing with stresses, anxieties and everything and and it, it's hard and you just keep going. I don't, I think that's mm-hmm. shitty advice. Mm-hmm. That isn't advice. That is just an observation. Yeah. But yeah. you just keep going. Well, I and I think this letter writer's like at the right point in their life. They're, they're, this isn't anxiety is normal. This yes, sort of is. fear yes. is normal. You're Very normal. only 15 years old. Like, this <laughs> is when you start looking at how does a resume work? How yes. do I apply oh. for jobs? And learn that. So learn that. And yes. you can go to your, like, high school counselor, and they yes. will hook you up with that kind of life stuff. 100%. And you might not be working at 15, but you might be at 16 as a bad boy, bad girl. Like, there's, there's other little jobs. Oh, what? Bad, bad boy, with bad a G. boy, bad girl. G. Bad, like bagging groceries. <laughs> like, you might be working as a bad boy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the bad I don't know what kind of show this is. Um, yeah, bad girl. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm trying to answer a question here. Um... Yeah, so I, I feel like this is a normal stage of life, and you just need to be told that. That this is, you're allowed yes. to feel freaked out about this. 100%. This is like, you know this is a growth moment. Like, you're a teen, I, you're becoming a full fledged teenager and then a full fledged adult. Like, you're allowed to freak out about this. It's okay. Yes. Yes. Feel the freak. Yeah. You know? Feel the freak. <laughs> Let's get a shirt. Yes, feel the feel freak. The freak. That might be misinterpreted. Um, (laughs) I'll finally get some physical touch that I haven't had in a while. (laughs) (laughs) We have one more question. We have to get through one more question. Okay, Okay, I'm going to read it. This might sound silly, but my husband loves food. I don't hold this against him in any way. But he eats a lot, and sometimes I find myself cooking bigger portions of food because he'd attempt to eat from our daughter's plates, leaving them still hungry. Yesterday, I was out with the girls to get new haircuts. I already prepared dinner and left it in the fridge till we got back. I told my husband that I put his portion aside for when he got back from the gym so he could go ahead and eat if Eat, eat me, me eat and me, the girls were going. I know. It's like, wait, there's an if there. So we could go ahead and eat if me and the girls were going to be late. Me and the girls returned home, and I quickly went into the kitchen to reheat dinner. I opened the fridge, and the food I prepared was gone. I asked him, and he said he felt hungry after eating early and ate our dinner. Let me say that again. He ate our dinner. I bluntly said he was selfish to eat the girls' dinner. He said he couldn't help it. 
He's always hungry. I went to order food from the restaurant for just me and the girls. When our order arrived, I called the girls and sat to eat. A few minutes later, he walked out of the office and I was upset that he, that we didn't, I'm sorry. A few minutes later, we walked out of the office and was upset that we didn't call him to join us for dinner. I told him he already had dinner, not once, but twice, and that I did not include him in our order since he'd already eaten. Logical. He lashed out saying that I was doing this deliberately, ordering food from his favorite restaurant and excluding him from dinner and teaching the girls to treat him as if he was unwanted at the dinner table. I called him selfish. This dinner was for me and the girls since we already ate our pre since he already <laughs> ate our previous dinner that I spent time making. He hasn't spoken to me ever since and keeps teasing the girls about no longer sharing his snacks with them since they were okay with me excluding him from dinner. Signed, Hungry Hungry Hippo. I just can't get over the fact that he eats the foods off of his children's plates and they're still hungry because he ate their food. He ate food for four people and he was still mad. Get the fuck out, dude! <laughs> Go see a therapist or something! You oh, should be eating like that! Drink. Oh, we drink! We drink every time we recommend therapy! Because it happens all the time. Yeah. So drink. I didn't know that, but that's good to know because that was a sweet thing I was gonna recommend. Say the word. We'll do it. Yeah. There is either something medically wrong here that is yes. making you constantly feel hungry, or you need therapy. Drink! drink. Side Some impulse though, control work. Even also, if you're starving. his children are going to need therapy. Yes, Drink. yes, children need therapy. <laughs> but even Good if you're starving, God. you don't eat your other. You don't eat other people's food. Find your own food. Especially not your children's. There's countless stories of survivors of World War II who were starving, but fed other people first. Or fed and fed their children. There's so many stories, not just then, but like generally, like where people are, are they're having a hard time making ends meet, so the mothers don't eat to feed their children. Yeah, did you exactly. Like, sorry, did you notice in you, this letter that she didn't mention her being hungry or no. him eating her food? Because he obviously ate her end, food. <laughs> only at the end when she called herself hungry, hungry hippo. God bless it. You can't be a hippo if your husband's eating all your fucking food. Yeah. Well, Jennifer wrote the I sign wrote off, that. so. <laughs> yeah, it was more. It was more her talking about the the man. Uh, Assigning that to the man as yeah, the hungry, yeah, hungry yeah, yeah. hippo because he won't Got stop it. eating. Okay, there, there there are like I know. So my son has a grain intolerance thing, and one of the things that was happening in his body was there were signs of inflammation, and it was releasing a certain hormone, which now I can't remember. But once upon a time, I was on top of it, and it released a hormone. <laughs> No, he's an adult. Who cares? Yeah, no. No, he's an adult. So um, that hormone makes you feel hungry all the time. And he would literally circle like a shark around tables. And after one meal, he would start thinking of the next meal. So I have that hormone too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what we all, my mom, my sister, and and I have all agreed we have this issue. But the point is, there could be a medical reason why he's hungry all the time. But there is a psychological issue that you need to have addressed. That just because you're hungry, you're eating other people's freaking food. It's, first of all, rude. But as a parent, it's like, psychotic. Neglectful. The feminist in me is getting a little pissed off by this guy because it's two girls oh, no. and a wife. So all mm. the women have to feed him oh. first. And before. she made him a meal. Make me a sandwich. Make me a sandwich. Go to the I kitchen and make me a sandwich. That. Oh, I'm so mad yeah. now. That makes me really angry. Right? It's um, all girls. He has to yeah. be fed first. Like, look, I get it. I get I work, when I work from home, I have a hard time. If there's an open bag of chips, I will just keep, no, that's not, I, I'm usually pretty good on pouring my bowl, but like, when I'm home, snacking is a thing I do. I get it, but I'm not gonna eat my husband's food. I'm not gonna put aside a dish for him and anybody else and then just be like, well, I'm still hungry, fuck you, you don't need dinner, I'm just gonna eat it for you. Like, that's not how yeah. the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, besides laundry, the thing I hate to do the most is make meals for my family. 
Really? Which is horrible because it's like, you know, the most nurturing thing you can do, really. But <laughs> the problem is, I'm so not the hungry. person who wrote uh, a parenting book. <laughs> I don't eat them. Whatever. I don't want to. I'm not hungry for dinner. I, like oh, if I enough. was single and lived alone, I don't think I would eat dinner. You'd I would probably cake. have wine and popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd eat cake. That's right. Eat cake I'm not a sweets person. I would. I would have popcorn probably. Yes, I, you know, I love popcorn for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> popcorn is my happy food. Yes, that would be it. Yeah, um, I get that. But I have to make because I'm a stay home mom. That's my job, literally. Like they're all, they're all going to work. Like currently, right now, my whole family works. My one son works at an ice cream shop. The other one is at a, um, he works for the city of Lakewood, like forestry, gardening, all that. Cool. And then my husband works downtown. So I'm at home with three dogs. I could freaking make dinner. But by the time, it's not like I'm not doing anything all day long waiting to make dinner, though. So by the time it comes, I don't want to make freaking dinner. I'm not hungry. It's hot. I don't want to turn the stove on. Yeah. Yes. Well, you've been doing Pilates all day long and and, and vacuuming the floor. That's it. Eating bonbons. (laughs) That's it. Just like yeah. (laughs) For those who can't see at home, I stretched my leg. She's she's extending her leg above her head. Not very high. No, I am too. I'm not very flexible actually. Jennifer is now doing it as well. How are you doing that, Jen? Wow. (laughs) She laid back. I'm not very flexible, so it's what it is. But the point is, because I've had a lot of wine, Uh, I I know it's kind of unfair whether it's not because I'm a woman that I'm making dinner, it's because I'm the one that's at home. And so it's kind of unfair that they're all working and come home and I'm like, feed yourself. So (laughs) I, I hate doing that. And she's still doing it for this dude. She's making him a whole meal. I know she doesn't want to make it. And then he ate all of it? I would lose my shit. Yes. 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 I would say he has to make them food for now on. That's and it's it. really gross that he's he like has trying to, work to twist on it. Like, our I'm not going to give you any idea. snacks anymore because you were okay with your mom not including me for dinner. Get the fuck out, sir. Take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> Michael may have just spit her wine out. A little um, bit. Which is little bit. my proudest moment I've ever had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, like, this is. I'm sorry. That actually, like, I keep saying, like, is it abusive? Is eating your children's food when they're still hungry and not get, letting them eat abusive? A little bit, yeah. I would say so. Is trying to take this, this thing that you can't do yourself, you can't set these limits, and so you are getting some, you're getting some consequences from the limits that you cannot enforce upon yourself? It's on you, dude. And then trying to twist it into something on your small children and making them feel guilty and like they did something wrong because yeah. you couldn't stop yourself from eating their food? Is That's that abusive? The I would That's say yes. The I'm, I'm sorry. The girls have to learn to feed their spouses, their husbands. <laughs> they have to learn it early. And they I, just, have... I really want the girls to learn to punch their fucking dad in their face when he tries to take food off their plate and they are not done. Mm-hmm. What we need here, what we need here is these daughters need to learn to use their fork. So yes. when daddy reaches onto their plate, that's right. He's a little... Yes! Teach them food self-defense. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You can still be polite about it. Excuse me, but get your hands off my plate. Poppy. Yes. No. So um, three the- warnings before blood is drawn is really. I would even give yeah, three. Before you get, before you go on before you go all Rambo on them. No. You get Dad, one I'm warning. I'm not done with that steak. Please stop eating it. No. There's a bit of self-flagellation here because this woman is like, I make the food and she eats all the food and the kids starve. She's not never talking about how she needs to eat food too. And so there's a, uh, 
there, there's a bit of uh like no i think it's i think it's um actually kind of appropriate and normal that you would be thinking of your kids before yourself which makes this whole story more frustrating because he's not thinking yeah. of his kids before himself yeah but and that really the the balance between those the juxtaposition between those two um identities it's like yeah she thinks only about her children and he thinks nothing about only his children yes so this has to be fixed my sons have been doing it's a big poor dolores i mean (laughs) dolores dolores is my mother poor dolores Dolores is my mother, and I call myself Dolores when I do something she would do, but she would never pour herself a glass of wine this big. I definitely got more drunk as we went on. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's yeah, that's how it works. God bless it. Okay. Love you, ladies. Love you, too. I just met you, and I'm already in love with you. I, I feel like you. this happens all the time. I'm, you can't tell, Jen, but I'm booping your nose. Oh. <laughs> boop, boop. Oh, I can feel it. Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. (laughs) And please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions. And we promise that we will keep your name out of it. (laughs) Okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.